0: Hello and welcome to our quarterly podcast, What We Got Right and What We Got Wrong. My name is Camila and today Aaron will be walking us through what our outcomes and our process. So, Aaron, what stood out for you last quarter?
1: Yeah, so I think that um, in terms of our leading indicator roadmap, um, what stood out for us was that we saw quite a sharp deterioration in our China leading indicator um, and also Tightening liquidity in the case as well. One of our favorites is um, BCFI, uh, which is essentially a measure of how many central banks are hiking across the world. Uh, Now, of course, we know that EM central banks have been tightening in response to inflation. DM has been lagging a little bit, Uh, but given uh, the path that we're on, uh, we're expecting our BCFI to turn further negative. Um, So that's that's quite a a growing cyclical headwind, Um, but married up with some of the structural side of things, I think. It is still a, a case of cyclical headwinds versus structural tailwinds um so whilst uh, on the growth side our china leading indicator is rolling over because of the domestic slowdown because some of the external inputs as well are fading um on the other side we've got the us um our us leading indicators still very positive they are starting to peak um but it's more of a case of a deceleration rather than an outright negative um so i'd say that in in that in light of these kind of Uh, mixed narratives from indicators, I would say that, you know, in terms of how we uh, position portfolios, it's very much been a case of sticking to the most positive structural stories, um, acknowledging that there are cyclical headwinds, but then using those as um, areas to to buy back into some of these preferred, uh, preferred areas.
0: Thank you, Anne. So can you tell me more about equities?
1: Sure. So I, I guess just building off on that theme, um, you know, our preferred areas have been for a while now um, banks um, in the in the U.S. and uh, U.S. energy, um, uh, along with U.S. home builders. Um, to us, I think this is very much a case of incredibly positive structural stories. Uh, you know, we can look at our capital cycle analysis. It tells us that um, you know banks, energy, and 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 uh, home builders are still incredibly capital scarce. Um, so to us, I think we've been right to stick with, um, with that thesis um, and then all the while looking at some of our tactical indicators uh, where breadth did start to weaken in, in some parts of the market, um, I think we were right to, to, um, to use our tactical indicators that did flag a, a good time to add exposure. Um, and I think we, um, we did well on that front. Um, in terms of what didn't go so well in equities, um, I think it has been China Tech still. Um, there's not a huge amount to add compared to last quarter when we reviewed China Tech. Um, I would say that, you know, it's, it's a case of an extended crash pattern playing out um, and now when we review what's going on, I think more conditions are now lining up for us to for us to double down effectively on China Tech. Um, I think it's, it's a case now where valuations are still incredibly cheap. It's more a case of what can now go right. Um, so for us, when we look at our China leading indicator, um, it's telling us that, you know, it's still negative, but it's decelerating. And so to us, we think we are approaching a turning point. Um, you know, we know that liquidity conditions are getting better. Um, we know that the policy narrative is starting to turn a bit more dovish. Um, so for us, it's, it's thinking about when, when the best time is to double down, it's waiting, I think, just for confirmation from leading data. Thank you. What about fixed income? Yeah, so I, I would say that our stance has been to um, favor uh, yield curve steepening and, and favor yields going higher. That was that was in last quarter. It, it didn't pan out, of course. Um, you know, we had Omicron at the end of the year. Um, and uh, I would say it's, it's a tough one where I think we were right to say that, you know, based off inflation leading indicators, um, we saw that inflation was still um, on an upward trend. Um, you know, we obviously now with the headline CPI data, it's now reflecting that. Um, it was just a case of, I, I think, us trying to translate that into a trade, um, and that's where we got where we got it wrong. Where we were expecting the markets to price in higher inflation risk because of um, because of the starting point and also based on leading growth and inflation data. Um, so that didn't quite work out, um, and it, it forced us to really think about our framework and. I think that's where we started to look and, and overweight some of the more structural factors like um, the global savings glut, um, you know, where we got uh, effectively uh, rising current account balances of oil exporters, it's, um, it's effectively a structural bid for, uh, for treasuries and I think it does pose a, a cap on how high yields can go um so i think going into 2022 we still you know we're not backing away from uh, from our leading uh, growth and inflation models i think it's just acknowledging that um you know it's not going to go up in a straight line um and i think uh, just respecting some of the historical analogs as well um and so our base case is that uh, the yield yield curve should um flatten into the first fed hike um and i think you know it, uh, times when, you know, right now we've got a huge sell off, um, it may be worth adding a little bit of duration here and there at the steepest parts of the yield curve. Um, so it's more of a, a balanced view rather than, uh, rather than our view last quarter.
0: Thank you. Can we touch base on commodities now?
1: Sure. So I think that's um, it's very much a case similar to equities of intense cyclical headwinds versus a, a very positive structural story. Um, I would say that, you know, based on our China leading indicator, um, you know, commodities are incredibly sensitive to that. Um, so when we saw that dip quite sharply negative, it told us that it was a good time in terms of the risk rewards um, to take profits on some of these names. Um, so I'd say that, you know, we were, we were probably right to do that. Um, you know, commodities were, were pretty choppy last quarter. Um, but we're not abandoning our super-cycle thesis. Um, we put out a thematic at the end of last year um, entitled Lessons from Commodities History. Um, I think that just added another layer of conviction, I think, to the structural side of things, where essentially what we found was that, you know, the deaths of industries in the past um, are very much prolonged affairs. Um, you know, they, they often tend to be very exaggerated at the beginning, but it doesn't actually lead to the death of the commodity and often technological innovation can create new markets for uh, for some of the old commodities um and so we think that's the that's a similar playbook to to what we're seeing today and so you know lessons from whaling and fur um you know we we see a lot of parallels to oil and gas today and even and even coal
0: i personally really like that report i found it very interesting and well as the last um thing to discuss is there anything else you want to share maybe something about the upcoming quarter
1: yeah so i I think um you know in light of um the the upcoming hiking cycle in the states um in terms of you know how we position i'm i'm thinking you know in terms of the equity side of things that you know we still want to favor quality um and acknowledge that you know some parts of the market are pretty expensive right now so really it's trying to find that intersection of quality and value, and I think that's where we need to do some more work. And I'm very excited to do um, uh, to you know refresh some of our tools. We did some work on um, our industrial concentration portfolio last year. Um, that was essentially a list of names that uh, are resilient in a rising inflation environment. Um, but also offer that quality exposure. So I think, um, you know, marrying that up with, um, with essentially like uh, effective value overlays, I think can be very, very powerful. Um, so I'm personally looking forward to that the most.
0: Thank you, Erin, And well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we encourage feedback and questions. So if you have anything at all to share with us, please email sales at variantperception.com. And see you next time.